0: Good to have you along for the conversation. You know, every so often we check in with our good friend Tom Colson from Liberty Coin Service. Uh, He has a a way to weigh in on what's going on with commodities like gold, silver, platinum, that sort of thing. But he also has a great understanding of coins and currency and collectibles that could be worth a fortune. Might be hiding in your drawer right now. You could be a millionaire. I don't know about that, but you could have something of value in your possession. Tom, good to have you back. Thank you, Steve. I mean, they could be a millionaire, but it's not likely, right? But they could have some things of value, that's for sure. You never know. Sometimes You you never know. Uh, I want to start with where we usually start. Uh, Inflation is really going wild. We saw the Fed kick up the interest rates by another half point. That's going to impact people on how they buy homes and cars and everything else. What does that do to the price of gold and silver and other commodities that you're working with every day?
1: Well, in anticipation of the... The rate raises, uh, prices have been a little bit soft over the last couple of weeks. We're down uh, to about 18 dollars uh, about gold, about $23 on silver, which is a little bit off of what they were a couple of weeks ago. Although it's interesting to note, just since the announcement um, that happened at 2 o'clock, uh, gold's up about a half a percent, and silver's rallied about 2%. And we expect maybe further gains to come uh, after the jobs announcement on Friday.
0: Yep. So why the reaction to the interest rates? Is it just because people feel that the money in their hand just isn't worth what it was yesterday?
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think uh, people were expecting this half a percent uh, rate increase. And and once the announcement came down that that's what was happening, I I think a lot of that was already baked into the price and people uh, felt comfortable to start buying again.
0: Sure. So one of the things that I found interesting in our conversation over the past several weeks and months is that. Uh, the price has varied maybe from eighteen to just over $2,000 at one point and kind of stayed in that range for, I don't know, kind of an extended period of time from what I've, I've been seeing. But the demand, you say, the demand has been steady. The demand has been strong, in fact, right? To say the least, strong and very strong
1: in a lot of cases. Uh doesn't seem to affect it much, whether it's up or down. Over the last several months, uh, in terms of our rate of selling, we seem to keep selling it uh, regardless so that's also kind of an illustration of the decoupling between what the value of physical gold and silver is versus what the value of paper gold and silver is.
0: Well, you know, if you don't have it in your hand, I would say the gold is worth what, everybody, what anybody says it's worth and whether they can put it in your hand. So I've always wondered, why would you have gold if you can't actually touch it? That's me. Maybe that's not everybody, but me. I want to be able to say, look, here it is. I can touch it. It's in my safe wherever I keep it, right? That's just – is that – I mean, that's the way I feel. Is that normal?
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with you 100%, Steve. If, if you can't access it, it it's not
0: really going to do you much good in, in case of a crisis when you might need it. Right. It's not worth any more than the paper that we're trying to protect, that being the U.S. dollar or whatever it might be, right? It's not worth any more than that. Um, all right. Speaking of currency, as I've told people over and again, you are like having a curator of a museum on hand. Uh, an expert that's seen collectibles of all different kinds pass through your fingers over the years. And today we've got some currencies that, well, frankly, I've never seen before. And and I want to share this with the folks. And remember, if you're listening or watching and you want to share your treasure and see, have Tom evaluate it, coins at stevegruber.com. Coins at stevegruber.com. Send us a photograph, email it along. Uh, we'll get a look at it. So, Uh, What are we starting with here? It says continental currency, $40. And back at that time, the $40 seems like a lot of money. But what am am I seeing here? You would think so. This is a a $40
1: note issued by the Continental Congress in 1778. Um, These notes were used to finance the Revolutionary War. Uh, The interesting thing about this is basically the U.S.'s first experiment in fiat currency. Uh, since they didn't really have any resources, uh, gold and silver, to, to back their money, uh, they just issued paper promissory notes like this, and uh, it, it is a good reflection of, of what happens when, when you rely solely on fiat currency. Uh, the, the continental notes were first issued in 1775, and they were meant to trade uh, at an equal par value to a Spanish silver dollar by 1778 uh, when this note was issued. It took 40 of these uh, continental dollars to equal one Spanish dollar, so pretty rapid inflation over a period of just three years.
0: Yeah, I hope we don't see something like that around here because that would really crush people, to say the least. Um, what's its value today?
1: Uh, these retail for about 150 to $200. They're pretty collectible. I mean, you know, you can get a 250-year-old piece of paper money for, for that price. It's it's kind of fun to to have one of those. Sure, piece of
0: history right there. Uh, All right, so the next one, uh, another piece of history. This, I believe, is, again, financing war, right? I guess apparently we did that a lot along the way. What is this?
1: Yep, this is a legal tender note from 1862. Um, This is also basically our second major experiment with uh, fiat currency, Um, and this this note was issued uh, to finance the Civil War. Uh, Those, again, there was almost no paper or no gold or silver in circulation at that time because of several reasons, but one, mainly because of the war, people were hoarding uh, hard assets like that. But uh, in order to finance the war, um, the U.S. government issued hundreds of millions of dollars uh, of these U.S. notes or or legal tender notes. Uh, This note, uh, between 1862 and the end of the Civil War in 1865, devalued by uh, about 80%. And even furthermore, uh, after the Civil War, there were a number of times um, during the 1860s when a $20 gold piece issued by the U.S. government had over well over $100 in paper money value. Right. Uh, so you can see the, the market uh, inflation at that time as well. Luckily, uh, in the 1870s, we got things back under control and uh, were able to get back to where gold dollars and paper dollars were trading on par at about 1880. And uh, we had and that was relatively good. stable now, prices. I've only for, uh, got about fifty uh, years. Uh,
0: about thirty seconds on this last one, but it's from uh, I think they called it the Weimar Republic, but basically it's Germany nineteen twenties. Talk about inflation! Like I say, only about thirty or forty seconds on this one. What am I looking at?
1: Yeah, this is another inflationary note. Germany had one of the strongest currencies in the world in 1910, but by 1923, when this note issued uh, at 100,000 marks, it had a little bit of value at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, it would take you 2 million of these notes to buy a loaf of bread, and it would take you 4 trillion marks to buy Hmm. a U.S. dollar. Which yeah. at, at the beginning of 1910, it would have only taken you four marks to buy a U.S.
2: I'm Craig Stiles, Financial Advisor and Managing Director with Stiles, Miller and Clark Group, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. It's been a confusing year especially when trying to cover your essentials, maintaining your lifestyle, and planning for the unexpected. Things we thought we knew change rapidly, affecting our comfort and forcing us to question what we are doing. Assurance is something we all seek, especially during times of financial uncertainty. I'm experiencing the same market conditions and living with similar issues that my clients seek to resolve, saving for college, planning for retirement, building a business, or maintaining current lifestyles when those unexpected situations arise. You're unique, so are your financial goals. I welcome the opportunity to work with you to help provide certainty in your financial life. Please give me a call at 517-483-4893. That's 517-483-4893. Office is located at 2400 Lake Lansing Road, Suite B, Lansing, Michigan, 48912, Ameriprizes Financial Services, LLC, Member FINRA, and SIP.